This is tape number 10. Uh, hello and welcome to I Will Write Your Book. My name is Will Hines. I'm a ghostwriter. And on this podcast, I uh, reveal the meetings that I have with my clients who want me to write books. I do this for the benefit of the many fans of publishing and writing out there who want to know how this works. Uh, again, my name is Will Hines and I'm here right now with my copy editor, Karen Donahue. Hello, Karen. Hi, Will. Uh, yeah, great to have you. Um, so uh, we are meeting with a client today whose name is Dominique Dubois. She lives in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, which is why we're doing this meeting over a Zoom. I don't know if it's necessary to say Louisiana. I think you can just say New Orleans. Okay, well, I said it, and so it doesn't matter. And um, yeah, and I'm really interested to hear what kind of book Dominique wants. And, um, and this is also our first meeting that we're doing remotely. Uh, Karen, isn't that exciting? Sure. Okay, so uh, without uh, further ado, let me just bring in uh, our guest. Uh, all right, uh, hello, Dominique. Do I have you? Are you here? Oh, I'm. Yes, I'm here. Oh, great. Uh, and so, Dominique Dubois. My name is Will Hines. Also on the line is Karen Donahue, my copy editor. Ashante, Ashante. Hello. Ashante, you said yes. Oh, that's very nice. Dominique, are you in? Are you a native of uh, New Orleans? Born and raised. Yes, right here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, well, oh, great. I like it when you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have an accent. Um, yeah, I've uh, only visited there once for a wedding. I'm not super familiar with the city, but I, I had a lovely time. It's a beautiful place. Mm, wonderful for weddings. Yes, ghosts, jumbo, laya, yes. and gumbo. Jumbo, laya, gumbo, weddings, and ghosts. Yep, that's I've 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 heard those things mentioned. Well, uh, Dominique, thanks for contacting me. I guess let's get right to it. Tell me, tell me about the book you were thinking of uh, hiring me to write. Mm, well, I'm I'm just dying for a book, uh, a romance novel. Oh, lovely. Um, Non-erotic in nature. Inter interesting. Non-erotic romance novel. Okay. Yes. And who does the title? Do I? Because I have a title. Well, you, you pitch a title, and that's something we would talk about during the process. We might come up with another one during the writing. But yeah, if you, if you have a title, that's really helpful to, to have at the start. What's your idea for a title? The Pink Purse. Oh, I like it. Pink mm. Purse. Okay, mm -hmm. yes. That's, um, well, that, I mean, that is sort of, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds. That's suggestive. How right so? Away. Well, you know, I hope this isn't weird. It, I... If it were a, knowing that it's a romance novel, I would imagine that the pink purse could be um, a woman's <gasps> private parts. Is am I the only one thinking that? Is yeah. Mr. Yeah. Hines? You're disgusting. Well, you weren't thinking that at all when you heard pink purse. No, I thought of a handbag. Okay, and that is how it's intended. Knowing that it's a romance novel, even a non-erotic one, didn't put it in your mind that you might hear a pink purse and think that could be something that could be what's the what's the comparison i don't understand it could no, be i've never looked at my own privates or never, anyone else's mm -mm. you've never looked at your own okay um well i'm not i'm not going to pursue this line of thought then just i guess i was wrong and, and you know what it yeah well, i don't see what the big deal is okay i'm sorry like a, a just pocketbook a handbag it's pink mm -hmm. okay be a pale okay. pink a, Fuchsia, pink, you know, picture okay, that. So, okay, I'm, hey, I'm fine with it being a handbag. So, Dominique. Yes. Now, we, you know, I actually have written a romance novel before. I have done one. 
The Fates of the Bells of France. Mm. Wasn't one of my more successful ones, but um, it was really fun to do. So I, I'd love to do another romance novel, though. That one was erotic in nature. I mean, it mm. was it was sexual. The, the main theme of the book was a sexual affair that the main character has. No, 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 no. That's, ew, ooh, yucky. Ew. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. Well, what Dominique, are you imagining? I have a question for you. Yes. Now, when you say you've never seen anyone else's privates of either gender, any gender, you've never seen any privates at all? Or you've never seen a vagina? I've never seen a vagina on purpose. I mean, I've seen the fronts of the monses of vaginas, right. and then I've accidentally seen male genitalia if the lights, you know, came back on suddenly or... Wait a minute, you've, get... wait a minute, you've, I'm sorry to get personal, but you've had intercourse? No. Oh, the lights came back on suddenly. What, what context was happening where you were in the dark with male genitalia and then the lights came on suddenly? This doesn't seem appropriate, Well, Really doesn't well, seem We're gonna write a romance novel, I think it's okay that I ask this. And, I, and, and Dominique, See, if you want me to strike uh, this well, the podcast later. Well, can I just tell you later, something? Can I tell you something? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're confusing romance with sex, okay? Mm -hmm. That's your first problem. That's okay. your problem. That's a big problem in your life in general. Okay. okay. I don't know if that's a fair note yeah. to give. Yeah, I would say it is. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know if that's true, but all right. You know what? Maybe note taken. I, I have to admit when I hear romance novel, I do think there's going to be a lot of sex in it. You said not erotic and I, and I can't, okay. I don't know if it's gross to assume that, but um, okay. Yeah. Sleeping, sleeping head to toe on a hot summer day with your brother when the air conditioning is broken and the power is out. So you're naked. Okay. The power comes back on, lights up. There's your brother's penis. I guess uh, it makes sense. I do have typical. one more personal question. I know I shouldn't be well, pursuing it. You are cutting out to high heaven. You were cutting out there, Karen Donahue. Uh, yeah, we're. This is our first uh, call. I cut out. I cut out. Ugh, my connection is unstable. Way to go. It just came up on the screen. This is a dumb idea, Well, Okay. Don't be mad at me about it. I understand that it's frustrating, but our client is in New Orleans, and so we're doing our best. And I, I was what did you say about New Orleans, a typical New Orleans afternoon? Is it something like that? That's what I said. I said a oh. typical New Orleans evening. You're okay. laying head to toe with your brother. It's too hot. The air things out. You're both nude. I got it. Okay. To me, it sounds unusual. I have. I do have one more personal question. How old were you during this time, Dominique? My um, uh, teen years. Teen years does sound confusing, but um, okay. So I understand now how you. Okay. Well, if it's not going to be erotic, so this is a romance novel, so it's going to be about love. Then it's about emotions and falling in love. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, do you have any idea of a protagonist in mind or a main character or, or what you'd like that main character to be based on you, perhaps, or a version of you? Mm, no, I'd like her to be exactly the opposite of me, possibly a, a New York attorney. Okay. All right. That's interesting. A New York attorney. Dominique, can I ask what do you do for a living? Uh, yes. I, um, I work in one of those stores that puts together gift baskets. Oh, fascinating. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say a lawyer is the exact opposite of it. You're right. Well, thank so you. You put together gift baskets in your store, like that's the exclusive trade of your store? Yes. Well, it's not my store, but I do work there. 
Uh-huh. And um, someone comes in, they say, I need uh, a meat and fruit gift basket for my uncle who was in the hospital. I'd suggest cured meats, fruits, mm. put, it, put it on some hay. What's that you get, Well, I just didn't know there was, that's enough for a whole store. I mean, I know that things are arranged in gift baskets. I've just never seen that broken out into a whole store before. Oh. Um, but oh, okay, that sounds like a, a lovely job. So the opposite of that is a New York attorney, a man, he's, and he's lonely and he wants love. All right, have you ever spent time in New York, Dominique? Do you, have a, do you have a good idea of what it's like to be in New York? I had a layover in Newark. Okay, well, that's not a ton of time. But um, no. describe for me what you think a typical stroll through Manhattan would be for your protagonist, just so I know where your baseline understanding of New York City is. Well, let's see. They'd go from Terminal A to Terminal C. Okay, you're drawing a lot from your own experience, I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe pass a um, one of those candy dispense. You mix your your own candy in a bag. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. You okay, pay by the pound. Let's say the protagonist leaves the airport and goes into actual New York City. Oh, right? okay. So, because I think that's going to have to happen for this romance novel to get going. And he and he works there, right? He's an attorney. He works in New York. Mm-hmm. So he leaves work. He steps out into let's say Park Avenue. What's he the steps answer? out into Park Avenue. He's, he goes, he's um, in the middle of a green park with, um, there's people with dogs okay. playing Frisbee. Right. Okay. Well, we could just move that to Central Park and that, that could happen. And that, that's, 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 that's nice. How about a flaw? You know, and Karen, maybe if you have an idea on this, we should give the protagonist a flaw oh, that he has. I'm allowed to um, I swear I'm not doing this, but you are cutting out again, Karen, and I promise you it is not my fault or my design. Oh, but you're, I think it, I, it's on purpose. I, I'm really sorry about that. Did well, you, well, what did you say? Yes, I asked if you had, might have ideas for a, about a flaw. I said now I'm allowed to have ideas. Now I'm allowed <laughs> to have ideas. Dominique, I should tell not, But apparently not because you gave me a terrible connection on whatever I'm, I'm, this Dominique, I'm sorry you had to hear this. Karen, uh, Karen is a copy editor, and sometimes I have gently reminded her that she knows she what a copy off- editor is. She knows what it is. She offers opinions outside of the realm of copy editing, and what I would say is a harsh way. And sometimes I ask her not to do that, but then I'll ask her for her opinion, so it's confusing for her sometimes. Dominique, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Oh, I've encountered her type before. Very stressed, needing a basket right away. Mm-hmm. I guess, I, yeah, I don't normally think of people in terms of gift baskets, but I think that might, that, you know what? I'd like to buy Karen a gift basket before this is over, if I could order one. Karen, I think you deserve it. I think I do too. All right, so- That would be great for me. I'd get a commission on that sale. Let's order a gift basket. Um, now, is it just meats and fruits that you put in these or are there other options? Oh, no, there's things that are not food. Okay. Uh, toys, et cetera. Let's get a toy. Uh, Karen, how about, a, how about a little stuffed animal? How about a Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse doll? Karen, you like, you like Disney, isn't that right? I can't believe you're putting my business out everywhere. I don't think that's super personal to yeah, say. You're a fan of Disney. I would say it is, you're putting my business out. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know you wanna... I, I'm not going to pick out my own gift basket here. You're right, do you're right. Do you know me or do you not know me? I'll do yeah. it, I'll do okay. it. I'll do it. Okay, one Mickey Mouse stuffed animal. Okay, done. yes, oh, a, bag of, a, bag, a bag of marbles mm-hmm. and um, a single sunflower and two fistfuls of grass. Okay, now what you're describing, we have ready-made. It's for little boys with cancer. Oh, 
maybe I've gone wrong here then. Why don't you throw in some mints? Mints. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've written all of that down. All right. Um, and that's going to go to Karen Donahue and I'll send you the address after the, after we're done with the call. Okay. And I'll bill you. It will be uh, $476. I'm plus sorry. How much? How much? Tax and delivery. $476 plus what tax cost, and delivery. What costs, what costs that much? What is, well, I have to import everything you mentioned from overseas. You're really getting distracted. You know that well. One second, You're getting one second. distracted. You, you don't have to import everything from oh, overseas. God. Right? You can get mints in New Orleans, I'm pretty sure. You can get two fistfuls of grass. I'm sorry, Dominique. Can I just say I'm sorry this is happening right now? I'm just saying it four hundred dollars. Just order it or don't. Give her your credit card. All now. right. I'll get it. I'll get it. I order it. I order it. Bill me. Okay. I will. So we need a flaw for the protagonist. I'm thinking maybe he, he's an attorney, right? So maybe he's a control freak. He has trouble giving up control. You know, this can lead to some interesting, shoot, I'm sorry, I went to, down a sex route again. It could lead to some interesting sex games. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Yuck. If there's no sex, what do you see as the main activity that the main characters are going to engage in? Thinking about holding hands. Okay, holding hands. Thinking about it. Well, I'm going to say definitely we should at least have holding hands if there's not going to be... <laughs> It. You're going to hate this, but I, I couldn't hear that. And I swear to you, I'm not doing anything. You went into slow motion and it's not, and I am not doing it. What, what did you, what did you say there, Karen? Nothing. Okay. Well, well, let's at least have holding hands. Let's say yes, holding hands. What else? What are they going to talk about? I guess they're going to have conversations. Oh, of course they'll have conversations. You know what, before we go any further, let's name these characters. Let's name the protagonist and name the love interest. So our New York attorney, what should we call him? Who picks? You Me? pick, Dominique. It's your book. I think you should pick the... I pick with any name. I'm very flexible this way. The Giovanni. Giovanni. Great. Ooh, That's a great like first that. name. Yeah. yeah. And Giovanni, what's the love interest's name? Mm, Rubisi. Nice. Okay. I think it could be confusing just because there is an actor named Giovanni Rubisi. Yeah, there's an actor named Giovanni Rubisi. And if we have one character named Giovanni, another one named Rubisi, it's going to be, it could be distracting. I mean, what are the odds of me saying an actor's full name out of, coincidentally? That is shocking. You probably knew about I mean, Giovanni Rubisi. Can I just say something, Will? You, you can always say something. I don't know why you ask permission. You can always say something. Oh, well, it feels like a lot of times I say something and you get upset about it. Okay. So I just want to say something. You said pick it. You pick the names. You pick the names. That's up to you. I'm flexible. Do you see what you just did there? And then you said, no, 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 I don't think that's good. I didn't know she was going to pick the first and last name of a known celebrity. You know what, Karen? I'm used to it. I'll, every date I've ever been on with a man, he says, what do you want to do? And I say, talk on the phone. And he says, no, Ugh, that's they're not all the a date. Same. They're all mm -hmm. the same. Mm -hmm. They really are. You like to talk on the phone for a date? Oh, yeah. That's my ideal date. Dominique, that's your ideal first date. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to hear Karen's ideal first date. Ooh. Um, I could tell you it's the opposite of being on whatever this internet thing is that we're doing right now. Okay, I understand that you're unhappy with the current setup, but this is just so that we can talk to Dominique in New Orleans, and I am sorry that, you, that you're I don't, not a bad No, They seem to figure it out, you know. Well, you're going to hate this, but while you were somehow commenting on this situation.
I mean, it's really eerie. But every time, every time you talk about the internet, you sort of go out, and I, I am sorry about that. I Who's really... your, who is your internet provider? That's, now that's interesting. Now that's, that's interesting. interesting. That's an interesting Can I question, something, Dominique, because you probably know about this. This you probably know about this because it's eerie every time I mention the internet that it starts to get a little shaky. Now, do you think that's a ghost? Do you think that I have ghosts? Mm, no, I do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a, do not expect that answer. You really don't. You're from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's one of the four things that people know about New Orleans besides jambalaya, gumbo. Liar. Uh, gumbalaya. Jumbo liar. Jambalaya, gumbo, ghosts. Ghost. Weddings. And weddings. But you don't think this was a, I think, even I think it might be a ghost. I do think there might be some kind of spirit interfering. All right. Well, I'm going to need to know the provider before I make a final determination. You're going to need to know the internet provider. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If Don, I don't know. Is if it Karen... FiOS? Dominique, in your, so uh, that's interesting. In your real dating life, you prefer talking on the phone. Now, this is going to be a personal question, but I think it'll be relevant to the book. What's your romantic? What's the most intense relationship you've ever had? Mm. Like, what romantic relationship might be an inspiration, even if it's an opposite? Well, I I have have a pen pal in prison. Okay, that's that's compassionate of you. Well, I like, you know, I signed up for it because I knew we'd never have to see each other or touch. Dominique, like, why, what, what drew you to this genre? What, what, what about romance made you want to write a book on that? Well, you know, whenever I read a romance novel, it's always, I, I set it down right away. It's always touching and bulges and liquids and smooching yeah. and so forth. And it, sure. that's a bit, it's a bit much for me. So I wanted to write a romance novel for people who maybe don't enjoy the, the touchier things in life, caressing, um, being in a room together, etc. You know what? Actually, if we go that extreme, I think that actually is a good idea for a book. Extreme. Finally, finally, finally. Well, I'm, I'm a bit offended by the use of the word extreme because it's my everyday life. I'm sorry, but to not touch at all in a romance novel is a, it's a big, it'd be like having a spy novel with no violence, which again, Sounds great. could, could be interesting. It could be interesting. We could turn the genre on its head. Let's pitch ideas on the passionate scenes when Giovanni and Rabisi are together and they're fully in love and they know they're in love and they're meeting with full abandon. And this is going to be the date where they declare their love for each other out loud what do we think happens? Mm, they're at one of those really long tables, Beauty and the Beast style, okay. all the way at either end, uh-huh. like a mom, mom seat and dad seat. Right. Rules. And maybe one of them takes a sweater off. Oh, okay. All right. That's. And then that would be the end of a chapter because it's, it's a cliffhanger. Okay. Well... Write that down, Mr. Hines. End chapter on mom and dad seats at long table like Beauty and Beast, sweater okay. removed. You're writing it yourself, Dominique. You really are. You're really writing it yourself. Well, that's not true. I think I still have a lot to add to this process. I mean, it is important that you're involved, Dominique, and I want to know your ideas, but I don't think it's so quick to say that she could do it all herself. Okay, let me pitch some ideas. So how about the character of Rubisi? I think a lot of times opposites attracting is good for romance novels. So if Giovanni is a New York attorney and he's a control freak and he's a workaholic, maybe Rabisi is like a libertine, some sort of like heiress who doesn't have to work and, you know, likes to be waited on hand and foot. That, that, that could be something. Well, 
I don't think you understand what the opposite of a New York attorney is. The opposite of the New York attorney is someone who works in a basket store in New Orleans. That's what the opposite is. That's right. We did say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's say that Rabisi works in a basket store in New Orleans. Okay. okay. The opposite of a New York attorney. So that, that'll be good for the drama. How can these two opposites get together? And maybe Rabisi goes to New York for like a basket convention, and that's why she's in New York. Well, I, I was at the Newark airport on my layover on my way to BasketCon. Does not take place in New York, of course. Oh, where's BasketCon? Where's Basket? Bas well, it takes place in Scotland, oh. uh, where they produce most of the wicker used for baskets. That's something I did not know. Mm -hmm. Going to Scotland for BasketCon. I didn't know there was BasketCon. That, that, that must have been really exciting. You must have met a lot of people. Uh, although I guess maybe that'd be stressful for you because there's a lot of handshaking probably. And Well, I sort of wear an expression in an outfit that says, don't, don't touch me, but we can talk. How do you communicate that? What's your expression and outfit? Uh, well, just a scowl and a shirt that says, don't touch me. That would get it across. Yeah. Mm. So sure, she's traveling to New York for a basket conference, not BasketCon because everyone in my community knows where that would be. Well, so we'll have some other basket conference that's not the main basket con. Mm -hmm. Maybe basket fest. Okay. Or basket ball. Ooh, very good, Karen. All right, basketball. Yeah, I like it. Great idea, Karen. She's there for the basketball, and she has to wear her nicest sweater. Great. She's wearing a sweater. She comes to basketball. And she comes to New York. She goes into Newark Airport and then, and then gets into New York City on the street. It's crowded. And she bumps right into Giovanni. What should mm, Giovanni... Mm, 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 bumps into? Yeah. You know, just by chance meeting, uh, you know. Are you, saying, are you saying physically bump into, Will? Because I feel like you haven't been paying attention this whole time. Yes. Okay. That's right. How about their papers get mixed up together? Uh, it's a windy day. His briefcase flies open and she's got like a manila folder of some invoices and they, they get swirled up together and they have to like sort them out and that, that's how they meet. All right. But invoices, Will, wouldn't it just be the information from the ball? Okay, no, give you a it doesn't matter. Well, I think, I think Will's thinking about the invoice coming his way to the tune of $476. He's probably still got that on the mind. I was thinking about that and I am going to pay it, although that is outrageous. Plus tax and delivery fee. And tip, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good for all of it. Yes, it was on my mind. Doesn't have to be invoices. She just has some papers from Basketball. And Rabisi, here's a question. What's Giovanni, the character's last name? Rabisi. Okay, so this is really going to be confusing. What's Rabisi's last name? Rabisi. Now, that's, <laughs> that's going to have to be explained, I think, because are they related? Like, why do they have these... Why, why would somebody name a baby Rabisi Rabisi? Well, I didn't come up with it, but if you want them to be brother and sister, they could be. That's not what I was saying. I, I just was saying it sounds like they're brother and sister if they have the same last name. Well, yeah, it makes sense if they're brother and sister. Well, there we go. Well, okay. That's, so a brother and sister are going to fall in love with each other. I guess this could explain why they refuse to touch. This, this could actually work. They, they don't want to commit the sin of incest. What? What? Incest, you know, when siblings Ugh. have... Well, that's what we were talking about, right? A brother and sister who are the main characters of a romance novel. That's not gross. I mean, it's what... I didn't... I, you I think, think I, they know? You think they know their brother and sister? You know what? Karen's right, Will. You've made it gross. And now we need to come up with new something new. They can't be brother and sister. Mr. Hines, you made it disgusting okay. by saying the I word. 
Okay, well, I think it would have come up somehow naturally whether I said it or not, if we have a brother and sister who fall in love. But yeah, they don't have to be brother and sister, but if they have the same last name, we need to explain it somehow. Okay. Maybe um, they think they're brother and sister, and so they cannot consummate their love by talking on the phone, but then they find out that they're not brother and sister and that they're not related by blood. And that's like a big reveal when they can finally go to the ends of a long table Why and take off sweaters. Why are you so hung up on this brother and sister thing? They think they're related. You know, not everybody with the same last name is related. Well, I just think it'd be disappointing if we introduced two characters. <laughs> One's called Giovanni Rabisi and the other one is Rabisi Rabisi. And then we, you know, we point out they have the same last name and then we go, just a coincidence. Like, I think that's... That'd be disappointing, I think. Well, I don't know. Maybe it would be surprising. I, I, you know, yes, it would be surprising because people would expect it to mean something. And then it just doesn't. Mm. Okay, we'll do that. They have the same last name, but it is a coincidence. And we build it up to seeing it's a mystery. And the mystery is there is no mystery. What about right away? We find out they have the same last name. And then there's an asterisk. And when you look at the bottom of the page under the little line for what the asterisk means, it says, they are not related. This does not mean anything. This is a coincidence. That's an acceptable and, footnote. That's acceptable. A from footnote. A, from a copywriting mm -hmm. standpoint, that is, yeah, well, if, as a copy editor, that's correct. I mean, that, it, that would be the time that the reader had a question and we would immediately let them know to not care about that. So I guess that's, being responsible to the reader. Dominique, can I ask you something? Um, are you close with your brother now? Why, yes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I I'm sorry, is that a portrait of you two on the wall I see there? Oh yeah, uh, right behind me. I always, for virtual meetings, position myself right in front of it. You two are holding hands in front of a chapel. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was after our wedding. Huh, okay. So you- Which is just a New Orleans tradition. You right, married your, right. Bro, you married your brother. Street and they have, you know, umbrellas and are dancing. There's a band. It's a big deal. You're married You're married to your brother? Yes, it's a New Orleans tradition. You marry your brother and then you have a big pot of jumbo laya. Okay, I've never, I don't know that tradition, but, well, you know, that, that would make a pretty good romance novel, actually. I mean, it would be kind of forbidden and, and sort of illicit. And in, in terms of the book, I mean, like, that's not a bad... I think we should have them be brother and sister. All right, just as long as it doesn't overlap with that book that was made into that movie with the Mad Men girl. Flowers in the Attic. Flowers in the Attic? Mm-hmm. Uh, where the, uh, someone is poisoning them? Yes, but I do believe the brother and sister. Yes, yes. There, have there a relationship. was a movie in the 80s. It was very popular. And they did a new movie more recently. Right, right. With Sally from Mad Men. Right. Kiernan Shipka. There yeah, that's an interesting name. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I remember Flowers in the what Attic. If, what, uh, if, what if his name instead of Giovanni is Kiernan Shipka? I like it. And then the love interest, the, the woman, is named Shipka Shipka. Yes, good. Okay, it doesn't solve a lot of our problems from the previous names, but I guess it's a little bit more interesting because I think, no, no offense to Ms. Shipka, I think she's a little less known than Giovanni Rabisi, so... Oh, well, then, right now. Okay, well then go back to Rabisi if you want. No, 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 no. I think well, it's better. I've only heard of one of them. That that's true. Okay, you know what? Either either one is the same. Dominic, I'm, I'm sorry to ask. I forgot the name of your book. I can't remember the what you, you told me. The pink purse. The pink purse. Okay, so maybe 
Shipka Shipka is holding a pink purse when they meet or something like that. And that can, and she's guarding it a lot. And there's a secret inside or something like that. And we, and we don't find out what for some time. Mm, a secret invoice. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking maybe it'd be something about how their brother and sister, you know, maybe, maybe they were already married and brainwashed to forget it or something it's like that. It's so and, weird. You're making it so gross. Well, you're making it so weird. I'm making it gross. Yeah, you're making it really gross and weird. Well, Dominique, I think we have enough information for our first meeting. What I'd like to do is uh, Karen and I will go and sort of go over our notes and come up with a plan of how to execute it. And if we could have a call tomorrow to tell you our findings, we'll talk about how to proceed if you're still interested. Oh, that sounds absolutely wonderful. Be nice to each other now. <laughs> oh, I like that's so charming. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Dominique. Okay, ta-ta. Ta-ta. Hello. If you're enjoying I Will Write Your Book, please do that thing that every podcast asks you to do and go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It makes a huge difference to us getting to new audience members. Also, if you have ever heard of social media, there's I Will Write Your Book on Instagram and I Will Write Your on Twitter, which features photos of our guests. And sometimes we get fun fan art that mocks up the covers of these books that we are talking about on these episodes. And it's really fun. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. And thanks so much for listening. All right, this is tape 11. This is just uh, right after the meeting with Dominique. I'm now having a phone call just with Karen Donahue, or we're going to discuss her book, The Pink Purse. So um, Karen, I don't know. I have a lot of concerns about this book. I'm not sure we should take this job. Why? Well, because this woman's married to her brother. So? And she hasn't resolved any of the complications involved in that. And she's got serious intimacy issues, which is, that's fine, but it makes it hard to write a romance novel. I would read this book. I would this, well, I, I would be dying to read this book. I mean, what is her deal? It's bananas. I love every second of it. If she'll it's put titillating. Real, it's titillating. I agree. Okay. If she'll put her real story into this book, then I think it'll work. She slept head to toe naked with her brother. I mean, we there's they're married. Okay. Well, they're married now. She's married to her brother. Okay, so, so the whole thing's it, legal. All right, you know what? You're right. That is a very salacious story, and if we put that in the novel, I do think that would be a, a good book. Yes. What did you What did you mean when you said that I confused sex and love in real life? What was that all about? I said you confused romance, romance and, sex. and sex. And see now, see what you just did there. You see what you did? You said, what do you mean I'm confusing sex and love? Okay, you've right. got it all mixed up. This is this is why you're so unhappy, okay? I don't think of myself as unhappy. I don't think <laughs> well, that's a you fair. Should. You should no, think of yourself as I unhappy. I don't think of myself that well, I should. think that's, I, well, I don't. Well, that's a mistake on your part. Okay, so we're, we're agreed then when we go into this meeting, we're going we're gonna to press her to put as much of her real life into the book as possible. And that's how we think the book will work. Yeah. Are you in agreement on that? Yes. Okay. But well, oh. you know what? Don't be a dick about it. I I wasn't being a dick. I wasn't being a dick. I don't know. I'm being a little forward. I'm being, you know, I want to be candid, but uh, that's just to make a good book. I, I'm, I'm not being rude. Okay. If you say so. She, did, she didn't sound like her feelings were hurt. Oh, there was one time she said I was making incest gross, but besides that, she seemed all right. Now, what do you think I meant? What do you think I meant when I said you confused romance and sex? What do you think I meant? I think you were talking about how I got obsessed with Linda and I 
pestered her until she took out that restraining order, and and um, I had to go to those emotional management classes. Right. Okay, so I knew what you meant, but I just don't like you bringing it up all the time. You know, I think I'm getting over these things. I don't think so. All right. Well, tomorrow we're gonna have a phone call there, so th- uh, we'll we'll talk tomorrow. All right, Karen. All right. Have I'm um, hey. I'm waiting on that basket. I'm yeah, looking I'm forward gonna, to you, that. You're going to get the basket. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. You're going to get it. Don't worry. Fine. All right, this is tape 12. This is our second call with uh, Dominique. It's Karen Donahue and I. Uh, this is the day after our first call. Uh, Dominique, thanks for uh, meeting with us again. Thrilled to talk. Great. Well, we're really excited about this. Enchanté. Oh, so charming. Thank Yes, we're also on Chante. Anyway, Dominique, we are very excited about this book. Uh, Karen and I had a great talk about it. We think we can totally do a great job. There's one thing I think that might be important, which is your real life just seems so interesting. We would love to use a lot of your real life in this book. You know, I, I actually just hunkered down overnight last night, have not slept, and I wrote it. Oh, good heavens. You wrote the whole book. Well, I wrote the whole book. It's 3,000 pages. Great. You wrote that in one night? 3,000 pages? Yes, I stuffed my nose full of cocaine. Oh, good good heavens. Okay. And I wrote 3,000 pages. Well, I borrowed some from the basket store. Cocaine? Oh, yes. We do drug baskets. I wish I knew that. How much mm-hmm. would have, just hypothetically, how much would a drug basket of cocaine been if I sent that to Karen? $500 approximately. About the same price as I'm going to get for a stuffed animal, some minced two fistfuls of grass. Okay, well, anyway. Well, all, all right, which, which direction did you did you go in? Is it still is it still Kiernan Shipka and Shipka Shipka? No, I went back to Giovanni Rabisi and Rabisi Rabisi. Okay. And it's more it's more about Giovanni Rabisi's relationship with his father. Oh. And it's not erotic anymore. Well, it w- and it's a sitcom. I wrote it as a sitcom, as a multicam sitcom. A 3,000-page multicam sitcom? <laughs> yes. Is that not the right length for a sitcom? Well, you know, in the, on the, streaming, in the streaming world, that's perfect because you've got 10 episodes right there. 3,000 pages, 10 episodes of 300 pages each. Uh, for this multicam. Uh, well, I'm not a television writer, so I, I, I'm not an expert. Maybe, maybe that is the way to go, but it does sound like you you left out a lot of what you were originally thinking about. I want to make sure that you haven't given up on what you want to do, Dominique. Oh, no, I gave up on it. You made me feel like it was stupid and bad, and I gave up on it. I did it. not mean to do that. I did way not to mean go. to do that. Way to go, Will. Way to go. I think your real life story is quite interesting. Just in case that this ends up, I mean, you've already written 3,000 pages, so maybe this is going to be a moot question, but just because I think your real life is interesting, you, you're, are you still currently married to your brother? Well, yes, divorce is not allowed in my religion. What's your religion? Jesus, Will. New Orleans Catholic. Is that, and I guess that's different than just standard Catholic, mm-hmm. different than Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Different body of Christ, different blood of Christ. What's the body of Christ? A baguette, a crusty baguette. And the blood? Gumbo. Okay, well, Dominique, if you're still married to your brother, do you like, I mean, are you married like in name only or do your lives, do you live together? Are you each other's partners? Do you still share a bed? Uh, we do live together, but we cannot share a bed as he is a ghost. Mm. Wow. And he would slip right through the bed. You know ghost rules. I don't know them. 
Ghost I don't rules know apply. Them. They apply. Well, I, mm -hmm. I thought that I thought that ghosts could go through things when they want, but they wouldn't just involuntarily slip through things. I thought <laughs> that if the ghost wanted to like that lie, that doesn't make any sense. They can slip through things when well, they why doesn't the ghost why doesn't the ghost just fall to the center of the earth then why don't the ghosts all just keep plummeting to the center mr. of the earth? mr hines if ghosts could control that we would all kill ourselves to become ghosts right it's not it's not all sunshine to be a ghost now you're asking the wrong questions will you really are you think um, so yeah the first question is was your husband slash brother's name dubois dubois how did you know yeah, that. Yeah, interesting. See, now I just have a question for you. I think that's a good question, but I don't think that's the first question to ask with what we know about Dominique. Now, did Dubois, Dubois, did you have a hand in his death? Like any involvement whatsoever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yes. What was it? What was my involvement in his death? That's right. I killed him. Okay, well, that's pretty full involvement. Have you been convicted of this crime? Or, or, or... No, no, it was self-defense. He was robbing the basket shop at the time. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Your yeah. husband mm -hmm. slash brother was robbing the basket. Stand your basket. Yeah. Stand your basket. Mm -hmm. Those are uh, New Orleans rules. New Orleans rules, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I do think this would make a great story, Dominique. Like, I don't know if the attorney and his father, 3,000 page multicam that you wrote last night are gonna be as gripping as a story of murdering your brother and turning him into his own ghost who you then live with. Oh, I don't know, that all sounds so ho-hum. I don't hear anything unusual in any of the words you just said. The ghost, so when you married him, he was a live man, mm -hmm. and then you murdered him when he invaded your basket shop. Mm -hmm. What don't you get, Will? What it's don't, just, don't you get? Don't you think that it's outlandish enough that it's worthy of me just making sure? Sometimes I like people to restate, Karen. Oh. Karen, and maybe that's not the realm of a copy editor. You know, you wow. sound like, wow. I mean, this, this sounds like one of my depositions, you know? When you get de were deposed for the murder of your husband? Mm-hmm, brother. Mm -hmm. well, how, did, how, how does it remind you of one of your depositions? Oh, just restating the facts over and over. And then, Miss Dubois, are you sure that he's a ghost who lives with you? Yes. They try to get you to slip up. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. They're always trying to get you to, you know, they got you sitting there for hours. Mm -hmm. Is your brother slash husband angry with you? I mean, he's living with you. Is this an awkward relationship since you murdered him? No, no, we, we reconciled. How long did that take? To reconcile? Yes. He said, he said, I apologize. I said, okay. Pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Does seem like the murder was a little bit hasty then, but I'm glad that things worked out. In the book, the 3,000 page book, how does it end? The sitcom? Yeah, the sitcom between the New York lawyer and his father. With the, uh, the father taking over the firm. I like that. What would you say is the climactic scene of the book? What's the most exciting scene in the book you wrote last night? There's about 2,000 pages in the middle. That's one trial. Wow. Yes, it's a copyright infringement trial. Very dry. Yes. It, well, that's the climactic scene. So does not seem dry to me. Okay. 2,000 mm -hmm. page climactic scene. Copyright, copyright trial. trial. See, well, mm -hmm. I think you're really attacking what Dominique has already done. You know, what's done is done. Okay, and you seem to be attacking it by using these, these words. 
you know? Let me just in a very non-emotional way say, and maybe this is an attack. I don't mean it as an attack. I mean it as just an honest observation. I do. I think 2,000 pages is too long for a climactic scene. Okay, well, which part of the trial should I not include? None of it. I think you should not have a trial as the climactic scene. Well, well what would the climactic scene be then? The son confronting the father and saying what's always been on his mind, or the father confronting the son and saying what's always been on his mind, getting out what they've had buried within there for years and years. Okay, so you, you're saying the, the son should say, Dad, why did you teach me that it's normal to marry my sister? And the dad would say, shut up, I'm drunk. And the son would say, so this wedding is really on between me and my sister? And the dad would leave and slam the door. So in this 3,000-page novel, the lawyer still gets married to his sister? Yes. But it's just not a main part of the story? It's just a background. It's it's not even in the dialogue of the sitcom. It's in a it's in an action line. I would move it to the dialogue at the very least. I would move that. I would let the audience in on that. No, no, no. It says Giovanni Ribisi, forties parentheses married to his sister, and then there's an asterisk, and at the bottom of the page a footnote that says this is not important. Don't worry about it, okay. and then it moves right on. That's perfectly acceptable. That's perfect. Thank you. Gr grammatically, it's acceptable. I'm not so sure it's a great idea story-wise. You know what, Dominique? I would love to take a pass at your book. I really would. You know, so if you want to send- Karen, Karen, you really should not, you should not be hawking your own services during a business call where I am with a client. Okay. Well, you blew it. Well, you really blew it. She, you, you turned her off so much that she wrote the whole thing herself. Do you see what happened? I don't know if I feel it's responsible. It's your negative attitude. I don't think I'm negative. I'm asking pretty reasonable. She took. She got a nose full of cocaine. She got. She got nostril deep in some in some in some ski powder, and then um, and she wrote a and she wrote a multicam. I I don't think that means I was being negative. Dominique, I, how's this? Mm -hmm. I'd love to read your book. Your sitcom. Mm -hmm. Your ten episodes of streaming. I'll give you some tips, you know, maybe make some small copy edits. I'd love to do that for you. Here's and what I'd like to do. Out, we'll work, oh. out, work out some, some arrangement. I'm saying yes. Thank I'm really so looking for forward to this opportunity, Dominique. I think you're going to be happy. Uh, you can cancel the gift basket. I have to scrimp on money right now. What? No, there's a cancellation policy. You have to cancel within two seconds of ordering it. That seems hostile and unrealistic. Okay. But I accept. Okay, I'll pay for the basket. All right. Well, bye, Dominique. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. That was another episode of I Will Write Your Book. Uh, my name is Will Hines. I played the character of Will Hines. And you can find me on the internet on my Twitter handle, W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S. -L -L -E Didn't spell my own name right. That's really smart. Uh, Ms. Ms. Uh, Dubois, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, hello. I'm Beth Appel, master of accents <laughs> and available <laughs> for all your accent voiceover needs. Um, and I am on Instagram at Appelsass, A-P-P-E-L-S-A-S-S, -S -S, which actually reads as Appel's ass, and that was an accident. 
<laughs> and uh, Ms. Donahue? I am Pam Murphy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Murphy, please. M-U-R-P-H-Y-P-L-E-A-S-E. And hey, keep an eye out for the Mapleworth murders on Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm in it too, just for a second. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And um, please, you know, like, rate, and subscribe and do all that stuff. This is a Campfire Media Podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Mia. Hey, it's Allie. And we host the Rom-Com Review Podcast, P.S. I Love Rom-Com. Each week, we'll have incredible guests come and discuss a new rom-com, grand gestures, meet cutes, and of course, that elusive chemistry. Mia, what are you doing holding that giant boombox over your head? I'm hoping to win over listeners with this grand gesture. Take us back! Find a new episode every week. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Wow, you're uh, still holding that boombox. Yeah, I've got great upper body strength. Thanks, CrossFit. P.S. I love Campfire.